0: Welcome to the Expanded By Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a business mentor, brain rewiring, certified coach, and soon to be 7D, a high energy healer. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things business growth, spirituality, brain rewiring, mindset, energetics, and so much more. You can connect further with me on Instagram at chelsea and on YouTube at expandwithchelsea. I am so excited that you're here. I hope you leave today feeling expanded by what we talk about. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. I cannot wait for you to listen to this conversation with my friend Lynette, who specializes in astrology. Oh my God, I've just been obsessed with all things astrology lately. I had an astrology reading and just the more and more that I learn about it, I'm like, oh my God, this is just like another tool in the toolbox. This is just like another one of those puzzle pieces that you're like, where has this been for so long? Like it's been hiding under the table and like, I just feel like I wanted to put this puzzle together and I just can't find this one piece. It has truly been such a breath of fresh air. So I'm so excited to dive deeper into astrology in today's conversation. Before we get into that, however, some updates. I'm still in Greece just for a little bit longer, though. This is the second week of my two-week trip. I'm sure I'm going to be really sad to leave. I'm recording this ahead of time. Can't wait to do an update episode about all things Greece. I'm sure I'm going to be having a blast of a time, but today is the last day for the Big Fat Greek Energy Healing Sale, so 15% off three-pack energy healing sessions. These are all one-on-one, completely customized and tailored to you, focusing on whatever it is that you would like support with, something that you would like to release, something that you'd like to call or manifest in, any questions cord cutting, helping to amplify your manifestation practice, helping with any physical conditions or injuries or pain that you might be experiencing. So each session comes with 30 minutes of healing and intuitive guidance afterwards, which is usually honestly the most fun part is letting the client know everything that came up for them from the universe, from their spirit guides, and really starting to dive deeper into why we are the way that we are, why we do the things that we do. And getting an even more in-depth understanding of what we came here to do as human beings, what our mission is, what our purpose is, what drives us, and what we might need to be releasing or letting go of because oftentimes we are just a little bit too close to it to be able to see it. So those will be on sale through today. Again, 15% off. That's essentially like getting your third session for free. You just have to use them within one year of purchase. So I typically recommend about four to six weeks between sessions and absolutely you can stock up. I've gotten this question a bunch of times. And I also have one-on-one pre-sale human design readings on sale for $97. The original price of these will be $222, so you're definitely saving a decent amount of money. If you are interested in learning your human design, this has been the single biggest tool that I've used to get to know myself. It is seriously like the biggest exhale that you could ever have. It's just like this, ah, like sinking into yourself feeling everything that you've ever known to be true for yourself. It is like this big old permission slip to actually do that thing and be that way and to lean into something that actually brings you closer to embodying your higher self versus feeling like you're thrashing around and just having a hell of a time struggling. Human design has been, again, one of the biggest tools that I've used not only to get to know myself, but to then create a more successful business, starting to learn that I was a projector and I just really wasn't built to work that much has completely changed the way that I that I do everything because I need to be efficient with my time. If I am going to be sitting there trying to work 8, 9, 10-hour days, that's completely living out of alignment for me, and it's actually going to feel more like forcing, and I could be spending that other time doing and mastering the things that I'm really excited about, so That has been such a life changer for me. I'm excited to offer these readings. I am currently going through a human design certification course, so I'll be able to offer these readings once I'm fully certified. So again, that this is a pre-sale and I'll be getting those sessions on the books just as soon as I'm certified. You can head to the link in the show notes for more about the sale and to purchase either the energy healing sessions or the human design readings. All right, that should be... Nope, I actually do have one more update. So a week from now, on the 20th, I will be opening up just three spots to work with me one-on-one directly. This is through my favorite, favorite, favorite app called Voxer, and this will be in preparation for Black Friday. If you are a business owner looking to have your best Black Friday yet, you want to optimize your launch strategy, you want to make sure that your mindset's in the right place, you want to work on different strategies that will actually bring in more clients, more money, and create more freedom for you. I'm opening up three spots for the Quantum Leap. This is six weeks of one-on-one Voxer access and support kicked off with a 60-minute one-on-one call. Again, I'm only taking on three clients for this, so if you want to make sure that this is your best Black Friday ever, 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 we're opening up spots on the 20th and we're getting started within the next week or two so that you can build up and warm up your audience before Black Friday and then have support during Black Friday. Friday, and we are able to do a debrief after on what worked, what we didn't love, what you want to do more of, and what needs to go for next time. So, I'll have more information for that available next week. Again, if you are interested in that, I would send me a message on Instagram because those three spots are going to go super, super quick. And as always, I do have payment plans for everything. So, if you're wanting to make more money than ever and work less than ever this Black Friday, I'm your girl. Okay, so diving into today's podcast episode with Lynette. I am so excited because I started following Lynette on Instagram a couple of months ago. She was doing card pulls and I was really just drawn to her energy. I absolutely love the way that she interprets and blends her intuition with reading cards, reading astrology charts, and I just she's just somebody that I just want to be in her energy. I am so excited to continue learning from her, and I think that she is just one of those hidden gems, so I'm really excited to talk with her on the podcast and hopefully bring a little bit more clarity to the complex science and study that is astrology. So I will link to where you can find Lynette in the show notes as well, so you can follow her on Instagram. You can check out some of her different offers on her website as well. And let's go ahead and dive into this conversation with Lynette. I hope that you love it as much as I did. Excellent, Lynette. I am so excited to have you here. Uh, We were just talking right before this and I was saying how interested I've been in astrology lately and how it's really just kind of come to my attention in the last couple of months that this is a tool that business owners can use not only to get to know themselves better, but how they operate. And I think really it creates this kind of code for for success. So I'm excited to talk all things astrology today. So for my audience, can you go ahead and introduce yourself and how did you get into astrology in the
1: first place? Yes. Thank you for having me. I agreed to literally everything you just said. <laughs> um, so I'm Lynette. I'm the founder of Cosmic Moves Astrology and I say I I practice holistic astrology. Um, It's really important to me, especially for people who are just getting into astrology or figuring out what it all means. Um, I think astrology can be very didactic or like seem very overwhelming and all of these things. So for me, it's like, okay, let's take a holistic approach. How does this fit into your life? For me, it means I pull from all of the different traditions and methodologies and things that I've learned about um, but it's like, how does this fit into your life or your business to, to your example ahead? Um, I grew up around astrology. My mom always had books laying around about numerology and handwriting analysis and all that stuff and would take me for readings. And funnily enough, I don't actually really remember going to any of the readings. Like I remember the astrologer. She was like this very big, jovial, like just friendly lady. But none of the actual readings seem to have... Registered in my conscious mind. (laughs) I'm sure they're down in my subconscious. But, um, you know, all the way growing up through high school and college, I was very into, you know, everything astrology. And then I kind of grew out of it when I was in my 20s and working and in the real world and all of those things. And I left a job that I really didn't like to go to graduate school uh, in 2015. And I think. A lot of people go straight to grad school after undergrad or like after not very long and I had several years of work experience so for me I was in Monterey California for two years my program was not that hard like no offense to my program (laughs) (laughs) um but it felt like a vacation um I was studying language translation which is also something I'm really passionate about which maybe is why it didn't seem that hard but yeah between like a beautiful place and the extra time I had and like being able to recognize that after working full time for so many years, um, I really rediscovered my spirituality and I also practiced locational astrology and, um, that was where I learned about it. And later the validation I got was that that location is right on one of my Uranus lines, which Uranus rules astrology. And so like, it, that was really like a full circle, aha, like mind blowing thing because I was like, wow, wow. This number one, and I do this every time I literally look at anyone's chart. I'm like, this really works. <laughs> like This is crazy. <laughs> but also, like, that was really the, the catalyst that sent me to the journey of, like, actually studying in earnest and working with teachers and starting my practice and all of that.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that so much. And it really is validating when you start to like learn all of these little pieces and you're like, oh, things aren't just random. Like I was meant to come into this or come back to it at this certain point in time. And if anybody has not looked into uh, the the term that I was introduced to this as was astrocartography. If you haven't looked into that for yourself, like, holy shit, like things are going to start clicking and we can talk about that as well. But I'm so curious, you know, you grew up around this and then kind of sounds like you took a bit of a period of time off. Was that just because you felt a little bit of like the society pressure of like, oh, I should do this thing and like get a quote, normal job. And this isn't maybe something that I could see as a career. And then now coming back to it, has it been this process of like, I need to continually shed what other people are telling me? Or do you feel pretty solid in that now?
1: That is such an interesting question. I... I don't know. Like, I don't think it was consciously like, oh, I'm not going to pay attention to astrology anymore. But I think when you're in your 20s and you have like your first real job and all of that stuff, like your life changes in many ways. And I think that was one of the transitions that I made where I was just like, okay, I am a professional now, (laughs) you know, whatever that means. Um, And just the way I spent my time changed. Now, I I studied languages in undergrad. Um, You know, I have... my bachelor's was in French language and literature and I kind of stumbled into this like international vendor management and like these jobs that fit kind of the profile. Cause I, in my twenties, I was like, Oh, I get to work with people around the world. But like, then it was, it's still just a corporate job. Right. (laughs) So um, it, it was definitely not like satisfying my soul or anything, which is to your point about things happening with divine timing and all of that stuff, you know, I made the decision to go back to school and found this new path. Even I didn't even really plan on this in terms of a career until maybe five years ago. Um, now it's all I want to do, like all the time, eat, drink, breathe, sleep, astrology. Um, but, but I still have a corporate job and, um, You know, you have to find that balance and finances and insurance and all of that stuff. But the one thing I'm super grateful for that I've found in my conversations with people that I do work with in corporate jobs is I feel so lucky that I've found something that I'm passionate about because I think so many people just get sucked into golden handcuffs or like, oh, this is okay. And they're like negotiating with themselves about like, well, I get to work from home or like I get paid this much or I get these benefits. So I'll make that trade off. Mm -hmm. But now knowing that this is what I love and this is what I want to do, number one, it gives me something to do outside of work and a passion, right? That I think a lot of people don't have. But also it like just the tool itself helps me understand like where in the timing I am and what strengths or, you know, challenges I'm facing and, and all of that stuff. So, right. I love that. And
0: for me, like astrology has been this thing of, it's kind of like learning not to take things personally. It's like, oh, okay, so that's, it's not me. I didn't fuck up. The universe is not out to get me. Like, this is just the way of things for the lessons to unfold, for us to like move through all of these challenges and then also discovering your gifts. So I'm curious, you know, if people listening, they're maybe a little bit familiar with astrology. Maybe mm-hmm. they they know their sun sign. I think that's really common for people. Maybe they've looked at like their daily horoscope before and they're like, oh, that kind of like resonates a little bit What in your definition is astrology and how do you use it kind of like big picture when you work with clients? So we'll kind of start like zoom out macro level here and then we'll kind of go a little bit deeper. Sure.
1: No one's ever asked me to define astrology before. (laughs) I feel feel a lot of pressure right now. Um, So for me, I mean, obviously astrology is the relationship of the planets and the sky to the time that you're born and all of that stuff. Um to me astrology covers a few bases. Um some people say it's a science, some people don't. Um I I do think it has an element of that because you're literally talking about physical objects in the sky and the cycles associated with them and math and geometry and all of that stuff. So there is a very technical aspect to it. Um Some people say it's an art, which I also agree with because everyone brings their own perspective to it and creates their own perspective based on looking at their own chart or anybody else's. And then I very strongly believe that it's magic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I think the fact that we can connect with something larger than us and bodies and points in space in the sky is magical to begin with. Um, There's also this, fact that it's been around for thousands of years and there's a sacred connection to it um i very much approach astrology as a as a sacred art i guess um and having that reverence for the practice itself and for all the people who have contributed to it and practiced it in the past so i think that's really important when you're working with any astrologer is like it's not just about the cookie cutter like my sun sign is this and so that means this like to know that you're working with someone who has actually acknowledges the traditions and the history behind it. And like, that's that magical piece, right? Like you have people from the ancient Egyptians all the way to Galileo to, you know, like these really massive historical um, people who have connected in the same way. Like, I think that's really cool. Um, And I think we've been talking a lot about people who are just getting into astrology. Um, Yeah. It can be super overwhelming. And when you look at your chart, you're like, what the heck is this? Like, what are these signs and what are these pie slices and all of that stuff? Um, I always tell people go with what resonates with you. Um, When you're looking at your chart, if there's a particular symbol that stands out to you or a particular line crossing your chart or anything like that, like that's meant for you at that time. So don't, I don't know. I'm I'm not like a I'm like, do what's best for you. Um, don't feel pressured to be like, oh, I need to understand my sun or my moon or my rising or like all of like there's no order. Um, if you want to start with Pluto, start with Pluto. Okay. Like <laughs> it's whatever's best for you and the information you need will come to you at the right time. I've been studying this my whole life in theory, and I still am trying to figure out my moon sign. Um, and that's to your point, part of like how understanding the challenges and like the lessons and the growth, like we have our charts for our entire lifetime. So we're not meant to understand it all from the age of 15 or whenever you start to look at it. So our chart stays with us our whole life. So we can't just like figure it all out in one day, right? It's, it's a year over year over year thing.
0: Yeah, it's not just like downloading the zip file and then no. all the you like, I have all of the info. <laughs> yeah. like, there's, there's a reason that it's so in-depth and complex, right? Because yeah. if you just knew everything at once, then there wouldn't be a lot of growth in that process. So let's talk a little bit about the big three then. So that would be your sun, your moon, and your rising. So I think that this is a good place probably for people to start just because it gives you a lot of information, I think, without being too overwhelming i mean there's like houses and everything like that but can you give me just like a bit of a brief overview on each of those because i think a lot of people yes they're familiar with like okay i identify for me personally as a taurus but mm-hmm. when i look at that i'm like is that really me but then you fill in these other two signs and i'm like oh that makes a lot more sense so can you give us a bit of an overview on all of those and kind of how they interweave
1: together yes um So caveat, you know, we're our whole chart. So if one of these doesn't resonate with you, it may show up somewhere else in your chart. But um, our sun, moon, and rising are kind of the the easiest ones to understand and maybe the easiest ones to connect with in some ways. Um, So our sun is really our identity. The sun shines in the sky. Um, This is where we shine. This is our healthy ego. This is um, where we want to shine in the world our rising sign can be how we show up. Um, the rising sign, depending on who you talk to, can can be reflected in a few different ways. So it can be, you know, a lot of people say it's the mask you present to the world. So like your first impression or maybe even your physical appearance. Um, I am, I strongly also agree with the rising sign is what's rising in you. So it's almost another point in your chart where it's like, okay, what direction am I heading in? And like, what's my soul's path in this lifetime? Um, So those are kind of two ways to, to work with that. I think it's also really cool to know that it's often said that when your sun and your rising sign are in balance, you're your most authentic version of yourself. So I think that's helpful because I know for me, I did not identify with my sun sign until my thirties. Like I was like, what? I am not a rebel. I am a rule follower. Like (laughs) it just did not resonate with me at all. And part of it was me learning more about Aquarius actually. And like, that it's not just, you know the first three things you see when you look it up in a book or on the internet. Um, And that speaks to like figuring out what that sign means to you, right? So in my thirties, I started to kind of find that balance which is great. Um, but just because one or the other doesn't resonate with you or whatever, like number one, keep digging, right? There may be more beneath the surface in terms of other interpretations that will resonate with you. Um, and two, like maybe that's just not where you are on your journey right now. So there's your sun and your rising. And then your moon sign is really your emotional landscape. So all the feels, um, how you want to be nurtured, how you want to nurture others, um, where you feel safe, all of those things. So anything around emotions is your moon sign. It makes so much sense. I'm an Aries moon and I'm like, I'm so fiery. Like, (laughs)
0: Yeah. It makes so much sense. And just even you saying, and that's like, for me, I'm just, every single day I'm like I learned something new about astrology like that balance between your sun and your rising for me I'm a Scorpio rising so Mm -hmm. it's like ambition and when I don't feel safe in a situation I totally retreat like I am like walls up like a like a little scorpion I'm like yeah don't don't Mm -hmm. come near me so it's it's learning how to balance that and I so resonate with what you said about your sun sign and I'm because when I was first read about Taurus I was like that's not me like I was like I'm probably the furthest from grounded I don't care (laughs) about material items and then I started to realize like, Oh, I was just thinking about it in like this one little aspect. And once I started to become more open to it, and then also balancing out the other signs as well, it started to make a lot more sense. So I want to talk a little bit about I don't know why I'm just I'm so drawn to this, but like the Saturn return. Yeah. I think that, you know, a lot of people listening are probably in that age range where we are like maybe in our later 20s, early 30s. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about the Saturn return and. I mean, honestly, like the effect that it can have. I mean, yes, there's challenge and growth and opportunity in everything. But for me, I went through mine last year and I was like, well, that was a hell of a hell of a change up. Like it was, it was a lot of things. I didn't know I was going through it at the time, but I just I think if I would have known, maybe
1: it would have changed how I
0: moved through that a little. So I'd love to hear more about that.
1: Yes, the Saturn return, it's a thing. And if we're lucky, we'll have three because it happens every 29 and a half to 30 years. Um my mom just went through her second Saturn return and I think what's important to know is that um number 1 I re- remember like what was going on with you just on Instagram and wow <laughs> you really like <laughs> shook your foundations right that's pretty what big. Saturn yep. is <laughs> um and from what I remember that was a pretty big time in your life um Saturn is your friend. (laughs) I think that's important to remember. Um, I think when we're talking about astrology, especially when you get to that point where you like know just enough to be dangerous, uh, you start to assign values to everything. We all do that. That's just human nature. Um, I always say there's no good or bad in astrology, but (laughs) there are definitely more challenging uh, planets, aspects, all of those things. But to your point earlier, those are all... And divine timing for your growth and learning and all of that stuff. So Saturn sometimes gets a bad rap because Saturn's about responsibility and maturity and your foundations and making sure that you're on the right track. Uh, which if you are in your late 20s and you are not on the right track and you're not embracing those themes, then Saturn is like the father in the sky. Um, he he represents paternal energy, but it's like He's going to be like, you're not on the right track. You're not on the right track, giving you those pebbles and stones. And then sometimes your Saturn return can be the boulder if you're not listening to those signs. So really it's about embracing, okay, I know who I am. This is really entering the phase of adulthood in my life. Um, And what do I want that to look like? And how am I going to manifest that? At that point, you probably have a job you may have a relationship, you may have kids, you may have pets, you may, you know, know where you want to live, you may know where you want to do, you've kind of mastered, like, the physicalness of living in life. Um, But now it's like, great, what are you going to do with that? Like, how are you going to maximize your potential? Um, So I think where the Saturn return gets a bad rap is really for people who aren't on the path. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean like paying your bills or whatever it can. Um, But I I think Saturn ultimately just wants you to fulfill your potential. So sometimes it can show up in, in reminders that maybe you aren't.
0: Depending how stubborn you are. For sure. I know. Like, oh my God. Like I could, I had so many choices. I feel like to redirect and I chose not to because I was like, oh, that's too uncomfortable. I don't want to do that thing. And then Saturn was like, hey, no, this actually, you need to go this way. Like we have, and I believe this, we have so much free will, but we also came here for a reason, right? Like we each have missions. We each have, I mean, it's ultimately like these things that we're meant to do. And if we continue to choose to not do them, the universe is like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not i'm not putting up with that like you have so much potential we need you to step into it yeah and
1: um the Saturn return is one piece of it like kind of kicks off our midlife crisis transits. <laughs> <laughs> um and I, sorry not midlife crisis because it's always a crisis it shouldn't be a crisis if you're if you're paying attention to your astrology right if you're paying attention to your point to the path that you're meant to follow so but it's it's Kicking off a series of transits that everyone experiences, but it's with the outer planets. So they're like once in a lifetime, twice in a lifetime, three times in a lifetime transit. So they're a big deal because those planets move more slowly. And the way that they connect in your chart over time, it only happens every once in a while. So number one, it's great to know that they're coming so you can prepare for it. But around the Saturn return, we also have something called the Uranus trine. So that means that Uranus in the sky is coming into a harmonious conversation with where it was at the time when you were born. And Uranus is all about future and invention and freedom and um, Saturn is all about restriction and responsibility. So around the Saturn return, you know, Saturn's the one that gets all this attention, but we, at the same time, we have this energy with this push and pull between, I want to break free. And also I need to be a responsible adult. So I think we're kind of missing a piece of the puzzle when everyone's focused on that Saturn return, mm-hmm. because that Uranus trine automatically kind of gives you the room to feel that push and pull. Um, this, yes, the Saturn return is about being responsible, but acknowledging the fact that you also have this energy that's saying, where do I want to go? How? What vision do I have for my life? How do I want to break free of certain, you know, old habits or societal prescriptions or whatever the thing might be. um, That's in the picture, too. And I think that's really liberating, to use another Iranian term, um, for people who are worried about their Saturn return or how they're feeling or anything like that, because that energy is in the sky, too. And right. it's, that. it's a big opportunity, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know,
0: something else that gets I, a bad rap is the Mercury retrograde, which to be honest, happens a lot, it seems like. There's there's a lot of retrogrades. I'm like, is there ever a period where it's just not? But I mean, that's, there is. that's the thing, <laughs> okay, okay. Because <laughs> so I was like, that's the thing, right? Is like, we need these, these catalysts to happen in order for us to grow. If there were never any catalysts, we'd just always stay the same. So I'd love to hear your take on Mercury retrograde and I think we're we're going through one right now, still, right? This is not the best time to ask
1: me about it. <laughs> um, I have natal Mercury retrograde. Mercury goes retrograde three to four times a year. So, like we've all lived through it many times. Most of us <laughs> don't even know it, you know, whatever. Um, people who do have any planet retrograde just means that maybe they move a little slower. Um, they internalize things more, um, especially related to the archetypes of that planet. Um, a lot of retrograde planets can have like late bloomer energy. Um, so it's fine. Like it's just it's just it is what it is, and everyone has their own chart and uniqueness and all of that stuff. Um, this Mercury retrograde, usually I like Mercury retrograde because when when the planet is reflecting like your natal situation, um you're like vibing right like you're like oh okay like <laughs> this is my natural pace um for some reason or another this one has been like a very traditional mercury retrograde for me in terms of like my car has issues and I can't talk and I'm late for meetings, and like <laughs> just like little stuff like that but I think again like mercury retrograde gets a bad rap and you know you see two shirts that target about it now which is so funny okay. um Because Mercury is related to transportation, technology, communication, um, all of the things that really can lend themselves to just being really annoyed or like irritating um, if they aren't going well. I think the other thing about retrogrades is that our society does not like to slow down and retrogrades are all about slowing down and turning inward and reviewing things and revising things and tying up loose ends and the things that we don't really make time for. So right now, I think we have six planets in retrograde. So that energy is really encouraging us to turn inward and slow down and all those things. But- It's really hard when you're looking out your window and, you know, your cell phone's ringing and you have 10,000 emails and all of that stuff. Like, that's another reason why astrology is a beautiful tool, because you can differentiate between the 3D world and the things that you have to do and then prioritize according to your cosmic cycles where it's like, okay, um do these emails actually have to be answered or do I need to actually pay attention to this thing right now? Or can I wait three weeks until whatever, or one day or one hour, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's the intention behind it, because I think that's how you actually build your relationship with the planets and with your chart and with the energy in general is like, what's my intention? Like, even if I intend to just slow down for an hour, like you're working with the energy and you're aligning with it. If you've been
0: listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I have been traveling like a mad woman. I spent the entire summer in Wyoming, which has a very dry climate. And then I went to Ohio for a wedding. And then I went to Greece. I'm about to go to Joshua Tree in California. So I'm having lots of travel in lots of different environments. And as a result of that, my skin is freaking out a little bit. I mean, the air in the airplane, can you get much more stuck and stagnant than that? and I have been relying heavily on Clear Stem. So my absolute favorite product from them right now is their Cell Renew Serum. It is amazing because it doesn't have any pore cloggers. Most skincare products have pore cloggers. As an FYI, coconut oil is definitely a pore clogger. So if you're using that anywhere on your body, it is actually doing probably more harm than it is good clean skincare does not have to be pore clogging. I also really love the Cell Renew Serum because it has collagen support in it. After the age of 30, our own personal collagen production tends to decline. So this really helps give a very glowy, plump and vibrant look. It also is very hydrating. I swear to God, I use this stuff like three times a day. I also just had a very minor procedure done and it left a little bit of a scar so i've been using this after the scar is closed i've been using this on the scar and it looks so much better it looks so good compared to just a couple of days after and i know that the cell renew serum is helping it out big time so like the name says it actually renews the cell it helps to rejuvenate your cells on the outside of your skin so this stuff i'm absolutely obsessed with it i'm actually holding the box right now there are plant stem cells there is reishi mushroom and hyaluronic acid in there and it is designed to be regenerating, calming, illuminating. I mean, I would say tick, tick, tick on all of those. If you watch Glow Up on Netflix, she says ding dong, darling, and that is absolutely how I feel about the Cell Renew Serum. You can check it out from Clear Stem. I am obsessed with every single one of their skincare products. I own all of them. I use them religiously. I tried for a long time to find clean beauty products and was just struggling because it just kinda didn't seem like they were doing anything. ClearSTem actually makes a huge difference. So if you want to try out ClearSTEM, you can head to their website, clearstemskincare.com, and use the code Chelsea C-H-E-L-S-E-A for 15% off your order. I would highly recommend starting out with the Vitamin Face Wash, the Cell Renew Serum, and the Hydro Glow Moisturizer. That is an epic starter kit. I also really do love their clarity Serum, I love their vitamin scrub, and I really love their their thicker moisture mask. I mean, honestly, you can't go wrong with any of their products, but if you want ones to just start with, go the Cell Renew Serum, go the Gentle Clean Face Wash, and the Hydro Glow Moisturizer, which smells like blueberry Skittles. It's absolutely amazing. Again, you can use code CHELSEA for 15% off. Be sure to tag me on Instagram and let me see what you ordered. It's a good conversation to have, too, because we've been conditioned to just put more and more and more on our plates all the time. And it's this is a time period where we get to actually look at the plate and be like... Okay, do I even like Brussels sprouts? Do I still want these on the plate? I mean, yes, Brussels sprouts are amazing, but as an example, like we actually get to reflect and ask ourselves, like, I've got all of these things happening right now. Are there things that I can actually get rid of and create more space? I was actually having this conversation with a client and I'm so curious to hear your take on this. We were talking all about time and our perception of time. And he asked the question of, like, why can we perceive time in the first place? And I was like, that is a really good question. I'll, I'll share what I came up with, but I'm so curious to hear and I think it really wraps up into this conversation because like as I was saying like we came here to do things but yet we like get caught up in all of these distractions from the mission all of these things that are just like these little I don't know side events side quests that keep us from actually being on that path and for me what I came up with is like we can perceive time. And that's the reason that we feel like that pull to get things done because we came here to do things. If we had no perception of time, I mean, we would just be like, I'm going to eat the grapes. I'm going to lay about. And that is just going to be a thing. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but there needs to be that balance of inspired action so that the universe actually knows, okay, I'm going to direct and send this energy this way. It's us initiating. And then the universe acting as a co-creator so that we can create what we came here for. So yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, I mean, this is a big topic, but, but time. I know. I want to hear more of yours. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm like, I've, I've been just, my brain feels like it's just exploding. I'm like, all of a sudden I'm starting to like really think deeply about a lot of these things. And it's just like, you know, it, we wouldn't be able to perceive time if not for a reason right? Like otherwise we'd be just totally unconscious to it. It wouldn't even be a thing, but like we all feel this tug from time to time. It's like whether it shows up as anxiety or just extreme tiredness, whatever it is to like do the thing. And it's just, it's funny how many distractions we allow into our lives because maybe we aren't anchored into our mission or our purpose or maybe we don't even know it in the first place and we're using that as some form of like solace or comfort.
1: Yeah. I think, I, I think we would notice time. I mean, obviously today, but like even ancient times and coming from like an astrological perspective, just because of the sun and the seasons and the cycles. um, I think from an astrological perspective, we're talking about Scorpio energy, like, birth, death, rebirth. Um, and, you know, I'm already noticing here just physically, like sadly, um, that the days are getting shorter and it's getting colder and I'm sad, but I'm happy too. I'm happy once it happens, but I'm always like, whatever. This is Transition. not relevant to your yep. question. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, But I think in terms of the actual like, construct of time and how we engage with it. Uh, I'm super fascinated by the connection between astrology and quantum physics. And my mentor is Rick Levine, and he's at the forefront of kind of all of this connection. He's really good friends with Bruce Lipton. And I just want to be like a fly on the wall in one of their conversations, because I'm sure it's just like mind blowing. Um, But he was the one who first introduced me to the concept of Astrology is a frequency. So, you know, we know that everything is made up of molecules and atoms, and they're all vibrating in a certain frequency. So, that means that the screen I'm looking at you on right now is physical to us. But if we got really close down to it, we would see these particles moving, right? And we would ultimately be able to track how often they're rotating or moving or whatever the word is in a certain time period and whatever. And the same is true of the planets um we just talked about a Saturn return so that is Saturn's frequency of rotating around the earth once every 29 and a half years and you can also chart that in terms of a I don't know what those charts are called and people can't see this right now but <laughs> like up and down know, we're going up the and parabola down. wave thingy <laughs> um so you know if we're talking about right now this computer, you know, the molecules in it are particles to us because it's physical, but if we get close enough, it's a wave, well, why is the same not true of the planets in the sky where when we're looking at it, sure, it's a particle, but when it's actually looking at the movement, it's a wave. So tying that back to what we're talking about with time, those cycles have also been shown to have certain correlations between life experiences like we just talked about. And so I think that's another measure that, you know, time is important because we need to accomplish our soul's goals or mission or whatever it is, but using astrology as a tool to to kind of track these major milestones and these major frequencies and these connections in the sky and how they impact us helps us to track where we are in life, where we want to be. And again, we have that extra tool to be like, okay, this energy is coming up. Like right now I'm going through my Pluto square. So Pluto in the sky is in a challenging aspect to where it was when I was born. And I think it's been pretty okay. Like nothing, I, I'm very paranoid about Pluto because it's about death. So I'm like, (laughs) ah, everyone's going to die. Um, but like, it's actually been pretty smooth sailing, I think, because I've been open to the transformation. And I think that is again, going back to the intention, it allows you to ride those waves of the frequency instead of resisting them and like breaking all your bones because you're like so tense and so afraid. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Ooh, fascinating. Um, I absolutely love that connection to that. It's a frequency, like it just, it, and, and you can either choose to step into the frequency or mm-hmm. not, but it still remains, right? right? Like it's it's there whether or not you, you want to take it on. And I mean, this kind of leads me into my next question where I started to learn a lot more about North Node, South Node in my chart. And that was a huge eye-opener for me personally because my north node is in Capricorn my south node is in Cancer so kind of the last couple of years I've been focusing really heavily on like family relationships things like that I've been in a lot of partnership with men with children so kind of like stepping into that like pseudo mother role there and things felt really challenging just like that entire time and then going through and learning like hey actually right now in your career like you're just meant to focus on your career and then the family piece actually falls into place. I was like, holy shit, that makes so much sense. Is like I was, I was actually doing the thing that I was already very good at. And mm-hmm. you don't get the quote rewards that way. The way that you get the rewards is by focusing on the things that you still need to master or the things that you still have a lot of like room and area to grow in. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about North Node, South Node, just
1: anything you have to share around that. Yeah, I think there are all these, these these things in astrology that are like, this is this, and that is that, and, you know, whatever, you could go a million years just learning about that, Um, and then you get into, like, the stereotypes about the signs and all of that stuff, Um, but I think one thing I noticed, I was just looking at your chart, is Uranus is conjunct your Saturn and it's moving retrograde and back and forth, but Um, in terms of like your identity and Uranus being astrology or like new ways of thinking or future visioning, like, I think that's how that's expressing itself for you right now, which is really interesting. And then your natal Saturn is in your fourth house, which is the cancer house, like all the stuff that you were talking about. And Saturn is still in there and he's retrograde right now too. So, um, you know, you've just had this period of time because both those planets move really slowly where those are really high energies for you in terms of where they are and talking to the planets in your chart. So I just thought that was interesting because I can't not look at your chart when you say things. (laughs) It's fascinating. I mean, it's just this, oh, that makes sense. (laughs) It's that feeling
0: of like, I get it now. And for the longest time, I thought I just had this like really difficult personality and then actually going through and learning a little bit more about astrology I've just got a lot of intensity in my chart. Like I just do. And being able to just embrace that. Mm-hmm. And that actually allowed me to soften to it a lot too of Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is not like some character flaw. This is not a mistake. Like I was built this way for a reason actually allows me to feel more safe with certain people. You know, I've, I've done a podcast episode about this, about our, our vulnerability being similar to like a glass ball. Like not everybody gets the glass ball. Not everybody gets to know you on your deepest level, but those that you feel safe with and those that you trust, like that's when we get to develop and deepen that relationship. So I'm curious, you know, when you're looking at people's charts, what are some of like the big things that you like to look at or some of the first things that like your your brain or your eyeballs go to as something that you want to share with people?
1: I think going back to what we talked about earlier, I just look at whatever stands out to me first. Um That's part of the sacred art, right? And my connection to this person. I think anytime someone is open to giving me their information, that's a that's a gift. Like that's a really someone has to trust me in order to let me see their chart. Um, so, you know, the first thing I noticed in yours was you have a lot of oppositions, um, in your chart, which is, you know, often just a push pull energy and having to make a choice and we can come back to the North and South node. Cause that ties into that really nicely. Um, but I think then sun moon rising, um, I also look to see if anyone has any clusters of planets in one sign that's called a stellium. Um, because when you have that, those planets are, they work together. Like their energy is inherently fused. And so whether you had your, they're like in a totally different sign than your sun, moon or rising, um, that is basically another sign that's really important to you. Um, I often look at the, aspects that the plants are making to each other. So are there a lot of challenging energies in your natal chart? Are there a lot of harmonious energies? Um, And then I always do like an intake form for like official readings. So if someone has specific questions, obviously I'll look at the areas of their chart related to those. But um, I really just like talking to people (laughs) and having their chart like on the side. Um, And that's oftentimes how a reading will go because to me, the gift of astrology is not fortune telling. Can we predict the energies or the frequencies that you're going to be experiencing in the next certain period of time? Of course. Um, and that's really helpful because it's a tool to help us prepare and you know decide how we're going to approach it. But the gift of validation that astrology gives is like nothing else. Um, even twins who have the same chart express the energies very differently. And I think that astrology is kind of the to me the ultimate framework to really demonstrate that you are who you are for a reason and nobody else is like you and when I talk to especially like young women um in their teens uh, um it's like you don't have to be like anybody else and nobody else is going to be like you like it's literally impossible (laughs) um so oh but north and south node is that tight did I answer your question (laughs) yes yes (laughs) okay and I think too you know if
0: people are curious about their charts, what's your favorite site to pull up charts on? I know a lot of people have like their different preferences. Yeah,
1: I I like astro.com. They also do locational astrology maps, um, which is always fun to look at. Um, Any of them are fine. I I do not like CoStar. I really don't like CoStar just because of the way they set up their like chart i guess it's good if you want to just whatever do what works for you that's what i don't like but if you love costar then you use costar because any astrology is good astrology um but yeah i think whatever works for you and astro.com is kind of the the living legend. It looks like it's from 1987, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. I logged onto the site and I was
0: like, oh, this is old. School. Yeah. You know, it's good. It's like, they're like, this works. We don't feel the need to change. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> it's good to go. So, okay. I want to talk a little bit then more specifically about business owners. And yeah. if there's anything, you know... It's kind of one of those things where it's like everybody has their gifts. Everybody has their challenges. But is there anything astrology-wise that maybe stands out to you more than something else that would allow somebody to, I don't want to say like be more successful, but maybe Mm -hmm. be more prone to being an entrepreneur or a business owner or just anything that would specifically help if business owners were to look at that piece specifically?
1: Yes and no. I don't know if you're going to like my answer. Um... Well, the first thing is get your business chart. So figure out when your chart, when your business was born. And that may be when you like actually formed your LLC. That may be when you came up with the name. It may be when you bought your website domain. Like whatever that means to you, like do that because that will help you understand the energies of your business. And like all the things that we just talked about, you can actually apply that to your business. Um, The second thing I would say is like, anyone can be an entrepreneur anyone can run their own business all of that stuff the key areas in your chart that you would want to look at related to business to actually understand what you what you were just saying like your strengths or your challenges um i would say probably you're your your business rising sign right what are you rising into um what's your direction um your mid heaven which is Either, depending on the house system, you use the cusp of your 10th house, or it's like a little floating sign in between or in in a house. Um, and our midheaven is usually associated with career, but it's also vocation. Um, it's like, what's your calling in life? It's not necessarily your day-to-day work. It's like, what am I here to do and contribute? Um, and that, I would say, is probably the one of the biggest ones. <laughs> um, because. That's going to give you an indication based on the sign that it's in of where you're going to feel comfortable or challenged or anything like that. So, you know, stereotypically, archetypically, archetypally, whatever word you want to use. Um, signs like Aries, um, maybe Gemini in terms of communication, connection to others. Um Taurus for their (laughs) determination and persistence um you know Aquarius is very visionary uh so there's that side of it um I'm just like thinking of signs but I could have probably gone in order and now I'm confused but (laughs) every sign is going to have a way that it can shine as an entrepreneur and a way that it's going to be challenging right so I'm an Aquarius sun um and Mercury. <laughs> and that could mean that I could get too focused in the big picture. But then looking at my whole chart, right, because we're not just one sign or one house or one planet, um, I'm a Virgo rising. So that helps me balance that out because it's practical and can explain details and make a plan and all of that stuff. So again, we can look at the midheaven and we can understand maybe what that energy looks like for us but then also understanding the balance of even elements, right? So if your midheaven is in an air sign, um, do you have earth in your chart to bring that down to practicality or anything like that? Um, If you have more water, is water, is your midheaven, do you have fire energy to balance that out to, you know, take action and move forward? Um, I want to talk about the North and South node because (laughs) I know people are going to be like, wait, you never talked about it. (laughs) Um, But I think that's another interesting part to look at because That is your, you know, goal in this lifetime, like what you're meant to learn. Um, It's also, it's the lessons that you're meant to learn in this lifetime. And the South Node is the gifts that you're bringing from previous lives. I think something that's really important to think about as well is like, Yes, sometimes we do want to stretch and go past our comfort zone and all of that stuff. Sometimes we want to stay in our comfort zone and we need that to take care of ourselves. So I think, again, going back to kind of that first, I got to always be in my north node. I, it's important for me to be my best and all that stuff. It's not true. You need to find the balance between taking care of yourself and striving when you want to, right? Um Taking it back, I think the North and South node would be really interesting in a business's chart. um, Because you add that onto the layer of the person who created the business and it has a life of its own. So you and your business probably have different um, North and South nodes. And that is just another point that gives you direction in in collaboration with the Midheaven and the Rising Sign to understand what, what the universe is asking of you. I love that. I love that. And
0: yeah, I I haven't done my chart for my business in astrology. I did it for human design. And I was like, that makes so much sense. Like, I was like, okay, well, if me and my business are supposed to be in collaboration, it's really nice to be able to see where you might run into challenges. Like, for example, my business is like, very energetic, has lots of energy. And me as a person, I am very tired. Like, so, it's, <laughs> like, there's this constant balance of like, I need to be able to put my foot on the gas when I need to, but I need to have hard boundaries around like when this is, this is enough because my mm-hmm. business can keep going, but me, I can't sustain it. Like, I firmly believe that our businesses chose us for a reason. They chose to be expressed through us, but that doesn't mean it's always just going to feel like effortless, but it also on the other end, it shouldn't just feel constantly challenged challenging. So I think we could probably do an entire podcast episode just about business stuff. We could also do an entire one just surrounding like love and relationships, (laughs) which I think is like what a lot of people use astrology for maybe historically. So maybe we'll, we'll have you come back on and we'll, we'll talk all about those juicy things. But Yes. Awesome. So, okay. Is there anything else that you'd like to share astrology wise, things that you're really interested in right now or things that you've been drawn to or just anything that you have found like, okay, this knowing
1: this one thing has been really helpful. Um, I think we covered off on, I You've probably picked up on this over the course of this whole conversation, but I just really don't like when people are like, it's this way or it's this way. Um, A very popular astrologer during the last eclipse season posted something that said, like, do not go outside. Don't look at the moon. It's very bad luck, blah, 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 blah. And that really upset me because I was like, this is a natural phenomenon and it's pretty freaking cool. And if I want to see it, I'm going (laughs) to... Yeah, like, um, so I don't like when people say do this or don't do that. I know that she was using traditional techniques and all of like, I understand where she was coming from, but I think for people who don't know about astrology, like, they might take it to heart and it's like, fear, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fear. And I don't, I oh, no fear, like, there's nothing enough to be of afraid that. of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's why we use the gift of astrology to, to figure out, okay, this, I might be going through a challenging time. I don't have to be afraid. This is for my highest good. This is, you know, something that was put in my path for a reason. So, um, if you want the doom and gloom, if you want the, do this, don't do that. Don't come to me. Um, because I think any good astrologer is just going to ask you more questions or give you more questions to ask yourself than answers. Um, it's really the process of self-discovery and validation and confirmation of, of other things. Um, did not expect to get on that soapbox, <laughs> but for me, my, my true passion astrology is the locational astrology. Um, it's, relatively new in the scheme of the fact that astrology has been around for thousands of years. And this just came out in the (laughs) eighties sooner than that. But, um, you know, you were talking about astro cartography and Jim Lewis is the one who created that in the eighties. But before that, people were using relocated charts and things like that. So, um, I love it. I think it transforms astrology from just time to place. And I think people, also don't know that you don't have to travel everywhere to actually engage with those energies. You, it's just like your fingerprint, right? Like it's your fingerprint across the globe. So um, people may come into your life who bring those energies to you. Um, You can call them in by cooking food from those places, listening to music, all of those things. Um, And the experiences I've had just working with people with locational astrology have just been like, wild with the, the confirmations and things that have happened in certain places and things like that so um that's that's what excites it all excites me but like the location that specifically really what, lately yeah. has
0: been yeah. yeah and Lynette's not saying you need to like pick up and move all of your stuff once you once you no. your, your Please your placements are your <laughs> no. are. it just really is like you said like bringing in different elements or aspects or maybe planning a trip or like I think it just, it's another piece of the puzzle. Like it it just makes everything make a little bit more sense. I want to say in Leavenworth, I have, I can't remember what line it is, but it's, it's not associated with like material success. And I was like, oh, that's really fascinating. Like Mm -hmm. just knowing that then you can kind of shift your focus and perspective a little bit. And I feel like it just makes it feel a little bit less like you're swimming upstream.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just like knowing your natal chart in a different way. They're all layers, um, whether it's your natal chart, your transits, your locational astrology, your perfections, your like, there's so many techniques and or your human design or your numerology or your Enneagram, like they're all just tools for understanding and different layers of who we are, like who we are doesn't change. Just having these tools at our disposal helps us kind of create who we want to be and figure out how we want to work with the energies, right? If, if you're in a place where you feel like it's it's not the energy that you necessarily are wanting to call in, then you're able to pivot and say, okay, here I'm going to focus on this instead and the other stuff will come when it's ready. Um, or if you are in a place or going through a transit where it's like abundance, Jupiter, yay. Then you're like, okay, now I'm going to work my butt off because I'm going to align with this energy and like make the most of it. hmm Mm -hmm.
0: okay so how can people work with you what do you offer right now in terms of readings and opportunities for people and then where can we find you on the interwebs
1: ah the internet um right now i do one-on-one readings i have three different offerings but usually i mix and match as much as people want so (laughs) don't be put off um so locational readings uh Natal chart reading and then cosmic cycles, uh, which is something we can do anytime, but I think it's especially powerful because it's usually birthday to birthday. Um, So it looks at the year ahead and the energies that you are going to be working with. But again, we can do that at any time. Um, And then... I have a podcast as well. It's called it's astrological and there's one whole episode about Saturn returns. (laughs) If anyone's interested in that, and you can find me on Instagram at cosmic.moves. My website is cosmicmoves.com. Um, if you go cosmicmoves.com slash constellation, I send out a weekly newsletter with little astro updates and a little forecast and Am I going to put this out into the universe? Maybe. Um, I'm working on starting a membership for people who want to better understand their charts, better understand themselves, really be empowered through astrology as self-care. And I'm planning to launch that at the Astrological New Year in April
0: exciting (laughs) oh my gosh okay I'll be I'll be waiting for that um I love that I'll link everything in the show notes to where people can connect with you learn more about you it has been such a pleasure having you on the show thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge I hope that this gives people an overview of the things that you can learn about astrology how it can help you in your life and thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me I just
1: If you could just have me on all the time. I love talking to
0: you. (laughs) Excellent. Perfect. We can arrange that.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Chelsea.
0: A huge thank you to Lynette for coming on the show. This was such a lovely, expansive conversation. Again, if you want to connect with Lynette, I will put everywhere that she is in the show notes, so you can head there and follow her on Instagram. Check out her website. Uh, I just absolutely loved having her on the show. We're definitely going to have to have her back and talk all things love and relationships. Talk all about career and money in astrology. Oh, it's going to be so so good. So, if you loved the show, be sure to tag us on Instagram. I am at expand with Chelsea and Lynette is at cosmic moves. We would love to hear what resonates with you from the show. If you are enjoying the content, if you haven't yet left a rating and a review of the show, I would really appreciate if you would take just a couple of seconds and do so. It makes such a big difference for me and for other people trying to find the show. Again, what we want also wants us. So I know that there's a lot of people trying to find this show. So you filling out a review really helps energize that even further. Thank you so, so much for being here. And I will talk to you next
1: episode.